In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's listener feedback. How to be the man in Man vs. Marriage. And how to manufacture motivation. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It's me, the Q-Dog, in studio with... Coach Rita. That's right, Coach Rita. We're in here getting things done. So, Coach Rita, let's jump right into things let's here. Let's go. We got some listener feedback. Yes. I'm very excited to talk about listener feedback. Um, one in particular that we'll kind of go in depth to, he will remain nameless... Yes. Um, but we did get it, uh, one of the emails that we got. It was fantastic. Um, it was fantastic because everything wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. but he wanted to know more. And we're not call. Uh, it's not like we're asking only the people who are perfect to right. show up. <laughs> we we're we're not perfect. Exactly. And we're asking you to join us in this uh, in this exciting adventure so that we can work towards. Uh, making progress in our life and our relationships. Yes. Um, some of the feedback I got, you know, from listeners, some of it didn't come from uh, email. Some of it came from texts and uh-huh. uh, from Facebook Messenger. And people are, they're really like surprised because they've never thought about some of these points of view. Some of the guys that uh, got in touch with me said, you know, they heard it's not like they took everything they heard and went and tried to use it, uh-huh. but they took one or two items and they were like, okay, I'm, I went home and tried this particular thing mm-hmm. this night with my wife and it worked because some of the tools that we're giving you are, let's use them now. Right. You can put these into practice immediately. Some of these tools are, take you time. Gotta, yeah, you got to take time to learn how to use a tool. Look, it's. I think it's a lot faster if let's go from a tool to a fishing pole. If you just learn how to cast a bell rod, it's a lot faster than learning how to fly fish. Mm-hmm. It takes a certain type of finesse, finesse to use some of the tools we're giving you, and you can't go and use those tools on other people until you've mastered them within yourself. Right. Because when you're going to change, if you want to take on the adventure of change— It starts with you. You have to go within and start to redefine who you are. Correct. And that's, so some of the feedback has been really positive. One of the feedback, uh, or one of the areas of feedback we got was in an email titled Confused. Mm -hmm. Um, So we read through the email together, and uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about, we kind of want to focus part of this episode on that feedback because, hey, Maybe many people uh, are going through this. Feeling the same way. And as a matter of fact, I did exactly what he did in the beginning. Whenever I would learn something new, (laughs) whenever I would learn something that had to do with keto, whenever I would learn something I had to do with exercising, Jeannie's in studio, my lovely wife, she can tell you that when I learned something new, I was coming home, I was coming home to deliver the news about how exciting it was and why she needed to do it right then and there. The disclaimer early on in the episodes were, (laughs) don't do that. And why did I say don't do that? Because I've already failed miserably. Doesn't work. At doing that. I am an expert 
at why you shouldn't do that <laughs> because it doesn't work. All it does is absolutely overwhelm the person you're talking to. Um, and then when they come back to you with a question, you don't know the answer because you haven't taken time to do the whole self mastery right. thing. Right. Yep. And I'm not picking on you guys. I am standing here saying you were me. Doing I think it. we're all guilty, I think, to some point sure. you know, of that. Sure. So the feedback was this. Okay. He, this gentleman is going to remain nameless. First of all, because we promised that if you didn't say it's okay to put my name out there, mm -hmm. we're going to respect your anonymity. Right. That's what we're going to do. First of all, this guy knows who he is. Because uh, he sent us this particular email that had to do with using several of these things at once. He's like, I, listen, since I've got this podcast, I've been drinking through a fire hose. Mm -hmm. So you know who you are. I'm going to ask you for a minute to hear what I'm about to say. Please don't take anything I'm about to say as an insult. Please don't. I'm not insulting you. I might challenge you. Right. I might question, why did you go and do what I told you not, not to do? do. Uh, but understand, I'm a gross offender of doing what I told you not to do. Mm -hmm. I have gotten a lot better. Let me look at my wife. Have I gotten better <laughs> about not taking all this stuff and casting and thrusting it upon you? Better, yes. Better. That's all I said. Not perfect. Not perfect. I said I've gotten better. <laughs> That's good. Um, and just, you wouldn't believe all the things I'm learning that I don't come home and, and, but not to justify myself, just to say I have gotten better at it. But sometimes I just get so excited. I can't help it. Mm -hmm. I gotta do it. Um, anyway, yes, it is like drinking through a fire hose because we are giving you tool after tool after tool um, in how to change yourself. And as a byproduct, your marriage will change. Right. But if you don't categorize what we're giving you, then you will run out and try to do all these. You'll try to take all these steps and use them without being a master of them. And that's what we want to do. We want to begin that pathway to mastering ourselves, mm -hmm. to being the captain of our ship, to deciding what direction our life goes and living on purpose for a purpose. So Coach Rita, we talked about this email yesterday, and he was talking about, you know, drinking through a fire hose, lots of really good information. It's impossible to capture it all, mm -hmm. right? Um, but it, the situation came about where he was getting in an argument with his wife. Man, it happens. And we all do. It all, it all happens. Right. It happens. Thank you for putting it out there. I've been in plenty of arguments with my wife still to this day. We still argue. And his, his confusion was, I'm trying to be vulnerable because you said that vulnerability would be a big deal. Right. But what if it's not a big deal? Mm -hmm. And I am getting accused of being a victim and you said it's not good to be a victim i'm not trying to do that right but i'm being accused of it and i'm being vulnerable so i can try to connect with my wife and where she's at mm -hmm. and we're arguing and i'm i'm kind of being uh i'm being vulnerable 
because I don't want to lose this argument. Well, so, that's the issue. <laughs> right. So let's talk for just a minute. Um, we went in depth with the email. We didn't read it before this episode, but we went in depth with this email. Um, let's try to help. Maybe some of the guys are saying right now, preach it, brother, because I'm feeling the same way. Right. Okay. Um, let's offer let's offer some perspective when it comes to victim mentality, which we'll talk about my Alabama story. Mm-hmm. When it comes to you know where and when to employ vulnerability, right? In an argument is probably not the best time, right? And then let's talk about m- your motivation when it comes to arguing. If we can cover those two or three topics, I think we can help the guys circle back to those episodes and listen again. Mm -hmm. So number one, let's start with your motivation in an argument. Okay. You definitely have to check yourself, like especially in an argument. Um, What is the purpose of arguing? A lot of people fall into that trap of, in their marriage, they have argued so much in their marriage. They just argue just to argue mm-hmm. instead of really, um, you know, of, of having a discussion, a heated discussion of difference of opinions, difference, different way of looking at things where, um, you know, you could say one thing and it sets the other one off just in the mere fact, just to be, facetious just to just to like uh, what is it just to like just to push their buttons exactly um so you have to define you know it's like it's it's the listener out there I'm I'm trying to reach those of you and and trying to define are you arguing just to argue just just to push buttons just to piss someone else off you know because you see it you see that happen a lot in relationships are you arguing to get your point across? Are you arguing to be right? Are you arguing because, you know, it's your way, no way? Um, what are these arguments that they're, that you're having? Because like I always used to say, it's never really about the dirty house. It's never really about the way he does things, the way there's dishes or the way you cook. It's There's so much more going on down deep that we never really get to the root of the issue. We're just all at the surface. You pissed me off because you looked at me the wrong way or you walked in the, you know, you walked in the house the wrong way or we make up these ridiculous reasons why we're arguing. But at the end of the day, what's really going on inside of you? Like to be vulnerable is the ability to share that part of you of what's really going on inside of you in the midst of this argument, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? Um, and it's maneuvering yourself through this. It's, it's, it's really being able, like what you said, you don't become vulnerable in the midst of an argument because, you know, your spouse is going to look at you like, what are you doing? Like, if you've never done this before, like if you're not vulnerable with your spouse and all of a sudden you're going to come out of the room and you're going to just like, what it is you think vulnerability is and you're going to present it to them, they're going to think you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? Like, right. And here's the, here's the thing that it can be. And I mean, no disrespect. And 
I, my, my motivation is not to chastise somebody mm-hmm. here, but if you're using, and you may not know this, if you're using moti- uh, vulnerability in an argument, it's almost kind of like you're manipulating exactly. someone to get the outcome you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You want to resist that. Now, number one rule that we at Man Versus Marriage have give, that we've given you is don't fight to be right. Right. If you fight to be right, or in this context, you fight not to lose, fighting not to lose is fighting to be right. Mm-hmm. Stop doing it. Game changer status, stop everything moment. Don't fight to be right. Because what happens when you fight to be right, in my experience, is that you will start pushing buttons when you feel like you're losing to mm-hmm. get the conversation or the discussion off of what it really started about. Right. So then what happens is you start arguing about the way you leave the door open when you come in the house. (laughs) Is that really a big deal? Well, maybe. I don't know why. But whenever you get to the point of arguing about something in this manner, and then you feel like you just want to be right, and you start losing... You'll bring something else up like, well, last time you were at the grocery store and I asked you to get me A1 steak sauce, you got me price saver instead of A1. What do you think about that? And then what do you think's coming your way? Well, the last thing you did to make them upset. And it starts as a, you know, a warning shot. And before you know it, it turns into a missile, a heat seeking missile where now things have exploded. You're not talking to each other anymore. And it was never really necessarily about the door Mm -hmm. and if it is then you go through the process of finding common grounds like you know this is probably hard to hear but it's really frustrating when you do this why well here's why boom have a discussion about it don't fight to be right don't fight to get your way number one thing about an argument is fight for what is right for you both right finding common ground Mm -hmm. for whatever this discussion is centered around you fight to be right somebody's gonna lose do you want your wife to feel like a loser do you want to feel like a loser there's a place for winning and losing and an argument is not that because it's just going to create resentment exactly right yes so you got to get out of that motivation what step back look at whatever the motivation was for the argument if it was to be right, you need to reshape your motivation. Mm-hmm. Is that fair to say? That is very fair. Now, let's. I, I really want to talk about that victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And I encourage you all to go back and listen to the episode about the victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And I gave a great example pat myself on the back here because in the moment I discovered how I was acting like a victim right when my wife and I before we got married and we were making these illustrious plans about what we were going to do for the rest of our life Uh we decided that we would get married in California and move to Alabama because I'm an Alabama boy right and I wanted to move back there and when it came to the point of her not being able to do it, I got offended and I resented her. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she had done this to me because I refused to look 
at her point of view and what she was going, what position she was going to put herself in. Right. I only cared about what I wanted in that moment. And I did not consider hers. And because she said that, she couldn't change her mind. (laughs) You said this. Right. And this is what we're going to do. And now you've done this to me. So every argument that we had from there, every argument seemed to come back to Alabama. So I was, I was treating her like she did me wrong on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I could only see and operate through that particular lens. And it really hampered our ability to communicate and for our relationship to progress. Of course. So that's where I was using that argument, that disappointment, and the resentment that was building. And and it really just started from an offense that she would take, like, think of a different way of what was presented, you know, beforehand that you were offended to the fact that she changed her mind. Yeah. And it's not like she said, oh, I'm going to tell him this so he'll marry me. I'll sucker him into it. She's not that kind of person. Right. She's not going to sucker me into it. She had, I believe you had every intention of going to Alabama. And when she looked at it, it's like, I don't know anybody but you out there. Mm -hmm. You know, I have family in California. I have family in Alabama. Right. I've lived there. So Mm -hmm. I know. And she had a certain set of relationships that she was dependent upon. Right. And we had a certain amount of trust, but we were not married yet. So eventually we went to Alabama. And when she said she'd be willing to move there, mm-hmm. it all went away. <laughs> it just all went away. And I, and that it, I didn't have to move there anymore. I was holding on to that for years right? and treating her out, out of that. that resentment and disappointment mm-hmm. because of how she victimized me emotionally because she changed her mind. Right. And I, it, yeah, that's true. And I, it was like, I couldn't trust her word anymore mm-hmm. because here we go, Alabama again. So what I do, I ridiculed her. I made jokes about it and I just treated her very poorly in those situations. That is what the victim mentality is. And it, maybe it's not your wife who has, you know, victimized you, so to speak, in that way. And we went to a lot of, we went through a lot of effort in saying there is truly victims out there who are the victim of sexual abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse. Scrap that, because that is not what we're addressing. What we're addressing is a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a way, it's it's an offense that comes to you, and then you harbor that, and you treat people out of that place. That's mm-hmm. where it is. And you have to take a step back and identify that. Yes, definitely. I could never identify it until we started talking about it and discussing that mentality and boom, then mm-hmm. it just showed up and it's like, oh my gosh, I was treating her like a victim. Right. Like I was the victim. And then it, it kind of it kind of provokes you to think a little more, where else am I doing that? I think if I could just share, just yeah. come in just a minute, just a, just a thought for you listeners to think about when you do play, when you get caught up in this victim um, mindset, this victim mentality that everything is happening to you, um, you know, it's like everybody's out to get you kind of thing. And, 
And um, what I want to to mention or, or to say and put out there is a lot of times people who, who do fall into that trap of a victim, it's such a blind spot. Like, you know, um, it's a blind spot because you can't see it. Everybody else around you can see it and witness it and see how this is so, um, it's so disservicing to you, but you can't even see it because it's such a huge blind spot. And even when people would come and say something to you like, hey, maybe you need to, you know, like take a look at this. It's like you're so unaware of how it is that this, this victim mentality has so wrapped around your whole world right. that you are so blind to it. I mean, they call them blind spots because you can't see them. And, and, and it's just when people do come to you and want to reveal this to you, you really need to be open to it. I mean, especially if someone's coming to you who you trust and respect and, um, and they're saying, Hey, have, are you aware of this is how it is that you respond whenever this, you know, is mentioned, whenever Alabama is mentioned, you go off on this tangent and more times than not, it's like if enough people start telling you that, you need to stop and take note of it. Right. Like, is this a blind spot in your life that you're not even, you have absolutely no clue this is exist, but this is how you're living life. And I think I just, I just feel it's important to put it out there because a lot of us do have blind spots when yeah. we don't allow people to speak into our lives. Yeah. When we don't allow people to come alongside of us and say, even if it's your wife, if you, if you've, oh, you have that kind of relationship with your wife that you're so open and honest with each other that you want the best for each other. So whenever that thing rises up, like she or he has the permission to come and say, Hey, like you need to, you need to really stop and take a look at this because it is a blind spot. It's really important to understand that and know that you don't see it. That's right. why they call it a blind spot. Right. And if you, I think this, you correct me if I'm wrong, I'm wide open for it. But if, if somebody says something to you and your immediate reaction is to get defensive. Yeah. You probably, you might have a blind spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> um, that is... You know, so I don't know if I hope we have painted the picture more clearly of how to assess if you're you're you you're kind of walking in this victim mentality, mm -hmm. and maybe it's not your whole life, maybe it's just certain areas of your life, but the place it is not the time and place in the heat of an argument to put out to try and be vulnerable to sway an argument your way. Okay, maybe that's just a misunderstanding of what we were discussing. Mm -hmm. Vulnerability is when you and your wife are actually in a discussion, not an argument, but in a discussion. Right. And you're telling her some of the deepest parts of who you are and what you're afraid of, what you're excited about. Mm -hmm. Maybe what, what you are challenged with right. even in your own relationship when certain issues of insignificance or um, 
not measuring up right. in a certain area or those things that you wouldn't generally share with somebody else, mm-hmm. you're opening up that part of yourself so that you can get, so you can find a place to connect. Right. Because your wife has a certain uh, level of expertise in who you are. Mm-hmm. She might not have a lot now because you haven't been vulnerable, but that's the time when you're in an intimate conversation and you want to put out there, well, this is really, you know, I, I don't feel worthy of this. Right. Or I'm struggling with my value here, or I'm really concerned about this and I just need to talk to you about it. You're opening up that place in your heart mm-hmm. where normally we as men don't share that because we don't want to be viewed as being weak. Exactly. It's not a situation where... Uh, and look, no harm, no foul. Okay. You're trying to put these things into practice. I give you mega props. It is, I, I am telling you there is a, there's 7 billion people in the world and less than 3% of those people want to change. So you are on the right path. So what you failed. So what anything worth doing is worth trying and failing and starting again. Mm-hmm. You just have to figure out what do you want here. Right. Exactly. Which leads me which leads me to, you know, having maybe having you talk for just a minute about change and personal change and how we have talked about developing yourself before you get out there and try to start using these tools. And not having the mastery of it. Right. You've got some statistics or some thoughts on change that I think we need to hear again. And I think we need to hear them more often to remind us that change is not something that happens immediately. Right. And most of us think that when, like once we hear something, it's like, okay, we're an expert on it immediately. Um, the statistics say that it takes um, up to six to eight months to actually convince yourself that you've changed. That's convincing yourself. yourself. Just that's you. A, that's right. That's that in that inward voice yep. that said that stops saying, "Oh, here we go again." Exactly. That says it's all that dialogue that's telling you all that yes. outside noise that's telling you different that you have convinced yourself that I have changed. Like I have made these changes in my life because these outside voices or these negative things aren't the thing that is speaking so loudly in my life. It takes anywhere from 12 to 18 months to convince a spouse, loved one, relation, whatever, whoever's in your life. Um, and I know convince is such a bad kind of word, but to convince them or to show them it takes 12 to 18 months that they can see an actual change. Change does not happen overnight. You, you have to remember that you have been a certain way. Say you're 30 years old. Okay. You're 30 years old. You're driving in the car. You're listening to man versus marriage. This podcast is awesome. I love it. These tools are awesome. What they're giving me. Okay. You have been this way for 30 years. Say you've been in a marriage for six years of, of these 30 years all of a sudden now you think that because you heard one podcast that, that, you know, it's just going to automatically change how you think the filters that you have, the way you've been raised, the, the things that, that you have seen what marriage is supposed to be like. This is a process. This Correct. is, this is, um, something that over time, 
in applying the cha- applying the tools, applying the change, that the process and the outcome will show up. It will show up. Consistency, um, you'll get results. It's, it's all in the process and it's really just giving into that process right. and saying, I might not be there today. There's some things that I have to unlearn. My, you know, you have to unlearn some things right. to take on new things. So it's, it's really walking yourself, coaching yourself, motivating yourself um, to get these results of what it is that you want out of your marriage. That's right. You can't just say, I'm 30 years old. I've learned what I've learned. And that all of this is just going to happen automatically. It's, it's not, uh, it's not a magic wand. It's not some fairy dust that we have, you know, that we could just put over you and everything's going to be okay. Very true. It is such a, um, a willingness on your part to say every day I'm going to make the decision and the choice to, to, to look at this or address this in a different way of the tools that I've been given. I'm not going to say anything to anybody. Yeah. I'm just going to start applying these things that I have learned. And over time, you will start seeing results from what it is that you're applying. Right. It's just, it's just the way it works. Like you can't think that if you're not going to apply something different, that you're not going to get different results. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that we do in this day and time with it being like an information age Mm -hmm. and that, you know, you can search anything on Google for just, I mean, you can get the answer immediately. Yes. You know, true change doesn't happen like that. There's life altering change Mm -hmm. that makes you'll never be the same. Right. Um, But this is, this is not the case guys. I honor you. I'm telling you, I got mad respect for you. Period. Big time. That you're out there, you're listening and you're trying. Yes. If you go back through and listen again, there are some tips that you can use like what did you hear me say? Mm -hmm. That's one you can put in the game plan immediately. Right. Just immediately you can do that. But then there's other ones as far as hard talks that you don't want to walk in after a long day at work, sit down for supper and say, we're having a hard talk and this is what it is. Because Quincy and Coach Rita said, here's how it goes. Okay. <laughs> that, that's not what you want to do. Mm-hmm. You have to master having hard talks with yourself, yourself before you do it. And I, I swear, my heart, hand on heart, boom, it's right there, right there. Um, hand on heart. I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm not trying to be insulting. I'm speaking to me as much as I'm speaking to all of you. Don't make the mistakes I've made. If you've already made them, good. They're in the past. That's why the present is such a gift, mm-hmm. and that's why they call it a present. Right. Thank you, Kung Fu Panda. Um, finally, to wrap this show up, Coach Rita, I want to talk about manufacturing motivation because that's one of the things we said we would get to. Mm-hmm. It's simple. It's difficult but simple. Yeah. And it's just this. There is no magic pill you can swallow for motivation. It's so true. Motivation is simply this. First of all, you got to know what you want mm-hmm. and why you want it. And then you make a decision every day whether you feel like it or not because the promise you made to yourself right. motivates you to do it today. It's simply a decision when you wake up, you say, I will. Yes, I will. And like Jim Rohn said, we've discussed before, you know, 
Discipline is measured in ounces. Mm -hmm. Regret is measured in tons. So it's that daily decision, that daily discipline to motivate yourself. Don't become a person who surrenders your motivation because you try something once and it didn't happen. Right. All of you, if you're listening to a podcast, have probably heard Thomas Edison tried to make the light bulb 10,000 times. Which one of you started diet today on a Friday or Saturday and you think you should be at your goal weight <laughs> the next day? If it worked that way, fantastic. Right. It doesn't. It takes time. It takes a decision. Control what you can control. Focus on the things you can affect and you can make the decision every day to be motivated and remain motivated to talk yourself through it. That is how to manufacture motivation. The more you do it, the easier it, it gets. gets. Yeah. You will have peaks and valleys, but there's no magic pill. Forget it. You have to know what you're working for, what you're fighting for, what your desire is, what you want, and how to get there. And then daily motivate yourself. That's where it is. Don't surrender your motivation. Right. You manufacture it every day because you look in the mirror and you say, yes, I am going to do this. And that is simply how to manufacture motivation. Yes, I agree. Excellent. Well, um, in the uh, in the obedience to the producer, we're going to cut it right there. I believe we covered the three things we promised we would, maybe more in depth. No, not maybe. More in depth coming to an episode near you of Man Versus Marriage. But in the meantime, reach out to us. That's right. Why you reach out to us uh, on email and on Facebook? Oh, thank you very much, man. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com. Send us an email. Let us know how we can help you. What did you think of this? Then go connect with us on Facebook. That's where you can actually, in real time, communicate to myself and Coach Rita. Like we're on there for real. It's us. It's not a robot. It's at MVSM Podcast. That is where you reach out to us on Facebook. Join the group, start a discussion, pose your question, and allow us to help you. Help me help you. <laughs> All right, until the next episode, it's the Q Dog and Coach Rita and Producer Ashley. And we are out. out. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast.